For this week's case of the week, I had an opportunity to drop by the implant department and uh, I noticed some things about uh, stock abutments that I thought I would take a second to kind of point out. Um, we're going to take a peek here and an impression uh, on a stock abutment and this is one where the uh, dentist has done what a lot of um, implant reps will tell you is okay to do and that's placing the abutment and then simply taking an impression of the abutment as though it were a tooth without the use of anything else. And as we zoom in here a little bit closer, you're going to see that it's uh, difficult to really see the margins all the way around here because they're subgingival margins. I can see on the buckle over here on this side, I can pick up definitely the margin of the stock abutment, but as we rotate to the lingual, it disappears and I'm no longer able to see uh, the margin over here on the lingual and that's going to make it really difficult and it's usually pretty easy to identify in the impression as well. You're usually able to see your margin part of the way and then it just kind of disappears as we go over to the lingual and so this is going to be an occasion where we have to call the doctor and ask for a new impression because we're simply not able to um, identify the margins all the way around there. Um, an impression cap could have definitely helped this. And we'll get to a case like that in just a minute. I just wanted to share one more with you, kind of that same vein, where we've got a doctor taking an impression on a couple stock abutments. And again, on the stock abutments, it was taken um, as though it were teeth without any kind of impression cap being used. And it looks decent on the buckle, as we can see here. And then as we rotate over, Again, we just kind of lose it on the lingual. And so, you know, you, you could say, well, could the doctor have taken a diode laser and cleaned up troughed around the implants and cleaned up the tissue and taken an impression of these stock abutments? And I suppose you could, but really we just get a lot better result uh, when we use an impression cap in a situation like this. The other thing about this when you look at it, had this been an implant level or a fixture level impression, we would have had the opportunity to fix the draw on those two implants, especially that mesial implant. You can see the path of insertion really is leaning towards the mesial. And so even if you use a stock um, abutment like this, if you send it to us with the impression, we'll go in and, uh, and fix that for you on the stock abutment. Uh, there's a small charge, but it's certainly not as expensive as using a custom uh, abutment. So this is, again, one of those situations where it's just difficult to see those margins all the way around there. So let's look at a case where an impression cap is utilized. This is a case where an impression cap was utilized. And as a result, we can definitely see all of the margins on the stock abutment as we look down. And we're able to recreate some nice soft tissue around that uh, abutment as well so that we can make a crown that's actually going to fit very nicely and also have nice emergence profile. And this is achieved by putting an impression cap on top of this and popping it down, snapping it on top of this stock abutment, then taking an impression. When you pull the impression out, the impression cap will actually stay in the impression and then we're able to put an analog in it and then pour it up in the laboratory. And really, the big thing that, the big takeaway here is that putting, the act of putting the impression cap on the tissue uh, shows you whether or not the tissue is clear. So on those two previous cases, had an impression, an impression cap been used, when the doctors went to seat it onto the implants, they would have noticed they couldn't get the impression cap down unless they went in with a diode laser and removed the tissue. So rather than taking an impression and then trying to see if you picked up 
all the margins on your stock abutment. It's actually easier to take the impression cap that goes with that stock abutment and try it down into place. Push it down into place and see if it'll go down. If it won't go down, the impression material certainly won't go down. And so on this particular case, this happens to be the impression the doctor took. I'll take that out of there. And that's the impression cap. It stays in the impression. It pops right off of the stock abutment uh, when it's taken. And you can see as I, as I put the analog in here as though we're on the implant, it, it snaps into place. And so when you do it intraorally, that impression cap will snap down onto that stock abutment and you'll get a really nice click and you'll know it's in place. And then it's a much more accurate way for us to be able to, again, not only position uh, this tooth in the arch, but because of the soft tissue detail that it gives us, we're really going to end up with a crown that fits well, has good contacts, and have very nice emergence profile because we're able to dial in the soft tissue so well. Furthermore, when we use an impression cap, it can actually go subgingival and push the tissue out of the way so we can have a stock abutment like this that has subgingival margins and we can still get accurate margins on our crown. In fact, you might look at this now and say, well, I see a little troughing there. It looks like you could have just taken it like a regular crown and bridge impression, but the only reason this troughing exists is because the impression cap was in place. So not only does it make the lab work more accurate and give us a, a better chance of getting you a good result, but it allows you to have a stock abutment whose margins are slightly subgingival and we can still be able to read them and contour the crown to fit with the tissue. So really the use of the impression cap is a lot like the use uh, the two-core technique when we're taking an impression of a regular tooth. The impression cap really assures us that we're going to get a nice result when we send the crown back to you. And without a doubt, really the best way to work with stock abutments is to take an implant or fixture level impression. So uh, on a case like this, uh, the doctor puts the impression copings uh, into the implant, uh, takes an impression, and then pulls the impression out and sends it to the laboratory. So here's actually the impression for that case. And you can see a nice full arch tray being used, two viscosities, and then the dentist uh, took an impression of those two impression copings, and then he sends this uh, to the laboratory uh, with the impression copings, and we're able to pour up the model. And he also sent the stock abutments with it as well. So we're able to pour up this model and then we can take the stock abutments that maybe he's already prepped those on the occlusal. Um, in fact, when you send the stock abutments, we can see for sure where you've prepared it. Sometimes on a stone model, if you just treat these like teeth and take an impression, it's really difficult to see. And the stone itself, because the preps on when you take an impression like that are made out of stone, they scrape really easily. We really like having the actual stock abutments themselves because if you didn't reduce enough on the occlusion, we can reduce a little more on those stock abutments. So it's kind of a cost-saving way to make it more like a, a custom abutment. Um, you know, even though we certainly prefer custom abutments here in the laboratory to give you a better result, we understand a lot of doctors are gonna use these stock abutments. So if you take an implant level or fixture level impression like this um, with the impression copings and then send the stock abutments here to the laboratory, this is about as close as you can get to working with a custom abutment without having to pay a custom abutment price. So I'm certainly not trying to talk you out of uh, custom abutments. They're wonderful. I'm saying I know a lot of dentists like to work with stock abutments and we certainly don't mind working with stock abutments, but I'm trying to give you some strategies here that are gonna help you work with those. And you can see with the tissue in place, again, slightly subgingival uh, margins and that's fine. We're able to see that when we 
pull the soft tissue off of there and make those crowns and then able to contour it to get some good emergence profile. So if I wanted to wrap this up, I would say if you're going to use a, a stock abutment, rather than treating them like teeth and taking an impression directly, call the implant rep for that system and get uh, an impression cap to put on top of it. If you can't get the impression cap down, that's your sign you need to remove some tissue to be able to get that cap down. And once you get the cap down and take impression of that, the cap will stay in the impression and that's a huge step towards us being able to give you a great crown that really has some nice contours, especially in the gingival third. And if you really want to do yourself a favor and make the case go uh, quickly, you can use stock abutments. But again, if you take an implant level impression like this and then send us the stock abutments as well, uh, we can pour it up just like this and we can even do a little bit of extra work on your stock abutments if need be, if the occlusion hasn't been reduced enough or we have a line of draw problem or something like that. So the bottom line is we're more than okay working with stock abutments, but if you use an impression cap or an implant level impression, you definitely give us uh, the best opportunity to give you a very successful restoration.